everyone and welcome to another brand new episode of Talent Talks. Today I'm joined back alongside Dr. Russ Riendo, Senior Partner and Chief Behavioral Scientist of New Frontier Search Company. Russ, welcome back to the show. Great to have you back. Andrew, good afternoon. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, of course. You know, it's. Uh, I know we had a great uh, first podcast together, so this should be uh, another perfect one uh, that we're going to produce together. So I'm sure there's going to be, uh, you know, a pretty smooth conversation as we go into the uh, idea of letting go of current employees and really the difficulties that some senior executives may face when letting go of that talent. So, uh, you know, I thank you for bringing up this uh, very interesting topic. Not a problem. It's, it is an important topic and it's, uh, it's a very emotionally charged topic. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's get into it. Yeah, let's, let's get right into it, Russ. So first question with, you know, given all the evidence that leaders, you know, should fire sooner rather than later. Why is it so challenging for them to do so? I love the question. And I think there's a couple critical things that we need to be aware of uh, when it comes to terminating employees. And as it relates to the executive branches Andrew, I think there's there's always this concern about liability and the legalese behind it. But the reality is, is that the majority of, of states in America are a at-will state. You can terminate someone for any cause without repercussions. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, people would want to check with their, their state laws. But there's something a little bit deeper than that, in essence, is Terminating someone is not a pleasant experience, but as a chief executive, as a hiring manager or owner, it is important to terminate that person. But if things are not painful or seriously discomforting, then many times they will postpone it mm-hmm. um, for for many reasons. Uh, one of one of the biggest uh, reasons in this economy is you've heard the phrase "profits hide sins." Mm-hmm. Yep. And so often, if things are going well and there's a little bit of discomfort, executives will allow it to go on and not terminate that employee. But the repercussions behind it, and, and we can we can discuss some of those if you want, but I didn't know if you had another follow-up question. But the repercussions and fallout uh, are very serious consequences. Yeah. No, and, um, you know, just going off that, Russ, I, I, I agree, because I think, um, you know, in, in just in my opinion, having something like that, you know, boil for a, a long period of time, you know, having that mindset of the executive, um, you know, potentially letting go of that employee, in my opinion, it definitely makes, uh, you know, a bad culture within that company, uh, you know, considering that, you know, you never know when that, that switch can can uh, can be flipped and then the employee lets, is let go. So I think it definitely just doesn't produce a, a good environment when they let it brew on for, for a longer period of time. So um, I don't know how, how you may see that. but um, Well, I think, um, yeah, Andrew, so, so true because what's happening, uh, as you described it, is by not dismissing an employee that – the CEO knows deep down has to be hired, mm-hmm. uh, terminated rather, mm-hmm. is 
you've got trust and leadership is diminishing within the rank and file. Yeah. Um, by not terminating a person, you are allowing more free time uh, for that person to build a case against you uh, for termination. In essence, if this per if this person is eventually terminated, the others can say, well, it mustn't have been so bad because he's been there for two years or three years. Why did you allow this to happen? So what happens is the can't the the employee, the problem employee is allowed to build a stronger case. You're paying them compensation because they probably know they're on borrowed time anyways. Mm -hmm. So they are looking for a new job and you're paying for that. Uh, it reduces the executives uh, leverage when it comes to dismissing them and you're creating tension and potential turnover problems with your good employees who who see this as allowing uh, and enabling poor behavior yeah no i definitely agree with that and you know just just going into the next question there based off that russ given the emotional and complexity of this topic today can be perceived as self-serving and almost biased for the executive search industry getting involved. Um, how do we show this transparency, you know, around your comments? And... No, very, uh, very true. Um, the comments that, that we're talking about today, they look very convenient for myself or anybody in the executive search business. Looks very uh, convenient for us to say, well, just fire the person and retain us to find you a new person. Mm -hmm. but, but the reality is, is that when you look at the facts behind this, don't believe the executive recruiter. But if, a, if you go online and you look at some of the literature out there, we will see things, facts and statistics supporting the, the cost and fallout of high turnover. You'll see it in the Department of Labor Statistics, mm -hmm. Forbes magazine, uh, Chief Executive Magazine, Career Builder, all of those sources I listed will will advocate that it is better to terminate that employee when you know there's a problem. Terminate that employee immediately because the fallout is going to be far less than allowing that candidate to stay on and create literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in potential uh, lost revenue for or fallout for, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the dangerous fallouts um, that you mentioned in, you know, not being fast enough to remove these problems, you know, problematic employees, you know, what are some examples that, you know, you may have seen or are currently seeing uh, in your work? You mean in terms of the, the potential fallout? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, well, the potential fallout, um, is it can be extreme one is you are allowing that that particular employee to build a better case against you in terms of if it's a sales or sales management role they might be looking for new jobs or leveraging the competition to join them uh and it gives them time to seek legal counsel address non-compete agreements for example mm -hmm. um it creates it creates um stress, anxiety, and potential turnover a lot more quickly with your current team. Mm -hmm. It creates downstream rec uh, recruiting challenges. In essence, by leaving a, a, a bad employee on board, 
eventually when that person is gone, when you go to recruit a new candidate, they find out how long you allowed this to go on. And that creates doubt and tension between the new employee saying, boy, I wonder if there's a problem here that's deeper in the culture that I maybe not have seen. Why did they tolerate that kind of uh, behavior? That's a good point. So, right. So it, it really is a, it can backfire as well. And because you're, you're enabling this behavior, it really, going back to our conversation, it creates a distrust in current leadership. They wonder why they're not making these kinds of decisions. And it's an optic that we can't afford to have as a owner to condone poor behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, those, those components um, are so devastating to the bottom line. You know what testing Andrew is? The hiring manager who has to do the firing, they don't want to admit that there's more problems behind the scenes. They just want to deal with the problem at hand, and they're not willing to be as proactive because there's other things going on in the business. And as a result, they don't want to make those admitting admit those those are serious ramifications for not terminating that employee. Yeah. Now, Russ, you know what are some particular tools or tips that you can give to executives that would allow for a faster response time to addressing these sort of issues? Like the great follow-up. Okay, now that we've been saying how bad it is, mm-hmm. how difficult it is, how wrong it is, okay, well, Russ, what what do we know that can help alleviate the pain and suffering of this? Mm-hmm. And there's a couple things we can do. One is keep good documentation of your employees. If there's a problem early, write it down, address it, nip it in the bud, to quote uh, Barney Fife. Uh, we've got to address those problems early on. So keep good notes early when you hire an employee. Another thing is consult with your HR manager to make sure that you have the right data, documentation, and approach to the termination. So make sure you have all your cards lined up there. Another thing is take take more time to hire and faster time to fire. The old <laughs> adage is when, when should an employee be terminated? And the response many times is as soon as the manager thinks about terminating that employee. Mm-hmm. The, the majority of time, people will not people will not fix their own problems. If you see an issue, you've got to address that issue sooner than later because people don't recognize it. And the psychology of workers is it's very difficult for people to change or self-correct their behavior. Mm-hmm. So it is important to address it very early and be very direct with employee. If you see something that's not working right, better to approach them sooner than later because sometimes people don't know that they're doing something wrong. Yep. You know? Uh, So those are some things that definitely can happen. But also the last thing I think that's important, Andrew, is you have to have confidence in yourself as a leader that you need to do the right thing. You are the CEO. You are the owner. You're the boss. You're the manager. You have to make decisions that are in the best interest of being reasonable and fair and ethical, but you have to do the right thing for your employees and not be selfish with the fact that this is emotionally distressing to you and you're postponing it. Yeah. 
we have to have that courage and maturity of a business owner or leader to make those tough decisions and trust that it's in the best interest of the company. And if you do that, you're going to save money, you're going to reduce turnover, and you're going to have a very healthy work environment and culture. Yeah, and you know, that's a, that's a really great point, Russ. And I think um, you, you hit it on the nail with the fact that, you know, being a leader, being an owner and a chief executive, like you said, you need to make these tough decisions. And if you can't sit down and, and really, um, you know, decide things on your own, then you shouldn't be in that role in the first place because you need to look out for the, com- the success of the company and, as you mentioned, the success of your other employees. I agree. I agree. Awesome. Um, well, Russ, this was really great. It is all the time we have for you today. I really appreciate you sitting down and really touching on this uh, very, you know, emotional and, and upcoming topic. So um, really appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. And if anybody wants to reach me at New Frontier Search, they can find me through the web or through through your sites as well. So thanks again and uh, hope you have a great week. Yes, you too, Russ. Alongside Russ Rendo, Senior Partner and Chief Behavioral Scientist of New Frontier Search Company, I'm Andrew Mitchell, and this is Talent Talks.